Hey, can we talk about this? That was really loud. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show about the unimportant topics with extremely important implications. We're here to talk about the things we know you're thinking about. Wow, I feel like that's really loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of bars. It's a lot of bars. And when we tested this out, it wasn't this many. Um, um, but It's probably fine. It's going to be fine. Sorry yeah. if we're loud. But Sorry. then again, I really don't. It's, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Turn the volume down, you know. It's yeah. bad for your ears. Anyway. Yep. Aileen, how are you? I'm doing well. This is episode 19. 19. Almost at 20. And you just brought up a very interesting fact about this show. Yes. So I said, I think that it's about our one year anniversary of doing this podcast. And it's hard to tell because, as you all know, we had a debacle earlier in the year where we ran out of space on our free SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. So we got a paid one. Yeah, we're and then, trying to get away with that free account. Right. And it wasn't enough space, so we had to pay for an account. And it's hard to tell on the podcast app when ours started because it only goes back to when we got the paid yeah, account. And we re-uploaded everything. Right. Yeah. So we checked on Ben's computer, and it looks like October 1st was our first podcast. Which is coincidentally a week from today. In which yeah. case, then maybe next week we just have it set. Yeah. And it'll be the 20th episode. Yeah. On the one, one year, year anniversary. Ah. Oh. That's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not around that day, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's some catching up that is is required, Aileen. Yes. The first thing I'll quickly say is I did I got my new phone. Got your We've new phone. We've talked about this pain in the past yeah. that every time I go to Verizon, I never walk out with the phone the first time. Mm -hmm. You at first didn't really realize the struggle, and then you experienced it yourself yes. when you got your phone. Yes, when I got my phone, and then also recently when I tried to change phone plans. Ooh. That oh, was, yes. That and, was bad. Because <laughs> you wanted to get off the shared. Yeah, I was trying to get off my parents' plan mm -hmm. and then onto my plan with my sisters and we went into the store specifically because we were like as long as we're in the store yep. they'll figure it out we'll be able to change over really quickly oh yeah and then we got there and they were like no um you have to call to do this you can't do it you don't do store. this in the store yeah. yeah um well i made a joke about it when i went in and it's funny because i led with this joke to the woman i was like oh i want an upgrade and I was like, I feel like every time I come in here, it's like I just I never walk out with the phone that I want. So I'm just like expecting something to go wrong, like kind of jokingly. Like 10 minutes later, she's like, oh, we don't have the phone in the size and the color that you want. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I told you it's the curse lives yeah. on. Um, but in any event, it ended up working out. I mean, I had to go back. Then I had to go back a third time, which is very frustrating. But we have the phone and it's great. Yeah. What and, kind of phone is go. it? It's the I. So I went in because I wait. I saw that the 11 was coming out, uh, the iPhone, and I was like, oh, okay, when is the pre-sale starting? They're like, oh, it's on Friday. So I said, oh, okay, does that mean the older ones are going to get cheaper? And they were like, yeah, probably. So I said, okay, goodbye. I will see you next week after that drops. So I went back uh, and I got the XR, which is... That might be what I have. I don't think that's the one you have because mine only has one camera. I think oh. yours is the XS which is the more expensive, smaller model. I think your phone is a little smaller than mine. Yeah, it is a little smaller. Um, We're putting them on top of one yes, another. Yes, yes. Um, I just like made a 
sound oh, when really? we did that. Maybe it knows what they're know. touching. Um, so <laughs> it had this phone still has like portrait mode, but it's not the like multi lens thing. Um, but it was like ten dollars. It was like seven dollars cheaper a month, I think, than the XS was. But then because I waited, it was like at least ten dollars, I think, cheaper than if I would have gotten it a week before. That's and over awesome. two years is like a lot of money yeah. for every month. So in any event, it all worked out, and now I have a new phone. But still, Verizon. I've never gone into your store and walked out the same day with the product that I want. Yeah. Just saying. I even last time, because I went to Apple to get this phone, my last phone, because I had heard um, someone else who is on this plan where you like pay a certain amount every month and you get the phone and Apple Care and then like after a year, you can just like upgrade. So I'm on that plan. So I went to Apple for that. And when I showed up there, I was very excited, thought I was going to get the phone that day. And then they were like, you need to be an authorized user yep. on your Verizon account. Like so a you need to get like the passcode. Yeah, I had yeah. to like do my social security number. It was just a lot. Yeah. And I had to come back a few days later. Yeah. It's never easy. Now I understand the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't before, but. <laughs> you got away with it for 25 yeah, years. 25 years of having a phone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're born. Congratulations. Here's your cell phone. Well, that's Here's what it's going to be. That's what it kind of is now. Just in case of emergencies, you know. My, you're two years old. I think since we last recorded our podcast, my uh, my cousins, my little cousins, who are now 13, they got their phones. Ooh. And that's opened up a whole can of worms. Yeah. Do they um, text you? Uh, we have our group chat that we nice. text in. Um, it's very scary. But yeah. in any event. In any event. So what's up with you, Aileen? We wanted to catch up with that on that. What was the other thing that we wanted to catch up um, on? Oh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. So all mm. of this is unrelated to today's topic, <laughs> but there have just been things that I've been thinking about because I, for the most part, just like really don't like LinkedIn mm. or I just don't like the posts that people put on yes. LinkedIn uh, because they're always very, I don't know what the word is, like extravagant or... Yeah, they're... Like almost these hyperbolized, like yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the one of the first ones that I saw was that whole thing about like I was going for an interview today and I held the door <laughs> for someone and it turns out like that was the person the interviewing CEO, me. Yeah, yeah, it was the CEO of the company and like that's how I got the job. And there's nothing really wrong with that. No. Like that's a great story, but just LinkedIn has become only stories like that Mm -hmm. and i got frustrated because the other day i saw a post that i thought was going in the right direction had a really good message it was basically about this female ceo who was talking about how she would always go to weddings and she was like the only single one there and she was building her company Mm -hmm. and that was like her main focus and i was like oh that's cool and then if you look at the picture that she had with it it was a picture of her at a wedding with a napkin and it had um with check boxes single married or building my empire and she crossed out or she check marked on building my empire because in your census report the options that you check off right. are single married or, or building, building my empire. empire yeah and it just really took away <laughs> from the entire post and the message of it which i liked yeah and i just think that linkedin is just or there was another one that was someone had gotten a job at Google. Oh. They were like, "Oh, I got my dream job at Google." And then she went on and on and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. Good for her." And it turned out she was like after interviewing for a year, 
And I was like, who, like, has, like, the financial stability to just interview for a year? Yeah, she <laughs> was just, about like, how she like, didn't have another job, right? Or <laughs> yeah, she was waiting for yeah. the right thing. Yeah. Like, waiting for a year to, like, get the dream job, which is cool. But I was also like, that's really not realistic. Yeah. For anyone else to interview for a year. All of those LinkedIn posts, too, they're, like, so weirdly written because they're, like, there's a space after every paragraph or, like, line, Mm -hmm. and they're, like, broken out, like, and they're these long, you'll click on, like, see more, and then it expands your whole page. And, I yeah, I feel like it's been ruled by just, like, these recruiters yeah who like are trying to build their brand of like i found this amazing client this job and it's great and blah 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 but they're it almost seems like all these stories are just made up yeah because and it's they reshare the same ones there was someone actually who posted something calling this out about how two different people posted like the same story about how their candidate or their client got that job yeah because it's just like, uh, it's so like cringy. Yeah, cringy is a good way to put like, who it. Who you trying to be? And then there's always like 30,000 likes yeah. and like hundreds of comments. Yeah. I'm just like, who is liking these things? Other recruiters. It's yeah. like everybody's just like, it's the same people. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's one of my pet peeves. Yeah. Always has been, but like motivational it's come up more LinkedIn lately. Posts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should find Over some the for top. the next for the next episode and read them because they are yeah. really funny. Yeah. Yeah. And They're it's funny. not. Yeah. It's just like they just seem so extravagant. Yeah. There's a there's a way to go about saying like oh like build the business of your dreams or like you know wait for the right job to come along and or even just, just that not... post without that picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, what are you up to? Uh, you're, what are you writing down on your napkin? Oh, just that I'm building my empire. It also, I think I don't like it because it's also a little bit of shaming towards people that like choose a different path, yeah. I feel. Yeah. Like being married or being right. single right. and choosing not to like put your career first. And that anyway. doesn't even mean you're not, don't put your career first either. Like right. it's, it's just like you want different things out of life. Like, yeah. 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 All right. That's my LinkedIn rant. <laughs> Now well, that we're now to, talk about our, now to talk about our topic for today. Yes. We're going to talk about, I guess health is a good yeah. way to put it. I was thinking more in the realm of like food and nutrition, not necessarily as much like exercise because we could go off on we've that got for that a while. covered. No, yeah, we've got that covered. <laughs> um, yeah. Like what it means to be healthy. Yeah. But I feel in like today's culture. Yeah. When it comes to nutrition, I think. Right. Because there's a whole, I mean, we should have another episode on exercise. Um, But yeah, I think I understand where we're going to take this. Yeah. Um, Because it's very, very stressful um, when everything is killing you that you're eating, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) So kind of really understanding how to unpack, like for me at least, um, what to trust what not to get worried about, what to worry about. Um, and then also these big companies and organizations like pushing certain foods or food groups or ways to eat on people Yeah, that make you think that unless you're doing it this way, you're like unhealthy, you're going to die, or like it's the worst thing for you. Right. There's just so much in that topic. There's a lot. Something that I think that we could start off of, unless you had a specific topic that was like top of mind. We've talked about this a lot around – um labeling things like uh foods or packaged goods or whatever that are labeled as vegan Mm -hmm. um and 
like what that tells people who don't really know what being vegan is or why people are vegan or if or if that's if that's even good for you to be vegan Mm -hmm. um a lot of packaging you'll actually see that little v on there and i constantly um with with my gym and personal training i talk about nutrition with people a lot and i always hear um with everybody the the sentence oh, I really love these vegan XYZ things. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, I, lo- I love this vegan ice cream that I have. Um, or I buy-, I buy this because it's vegan. Or, um, oh, well, they're okay because like they're vegan. Mm-hmm. And we've, we collectively, like we've been trained to think that these types of diets and ways of living and eating are like good for us. Um, but in reality, it's, it could be just, you could be just as unhealthy yeah. On a full vegan diet as someone who isn't as well. Yeah, you automatically associate certain terms with health, like yeah. vegan or any marketing on right. fruit organic products or... like organic, cage free, fat free even, yeah. any of those terms. But you're right, yeah, you could be a vegan who's healthy because you like eat a bunch of fruit and vegetables and beans, or you could be a vegan who eats Oreos. Eats because <laughs> they're vegan. Yeah, like other desserts just because they're vegan which isn't healthy yeah um so yeah i think it can be very dangerous to just associate a certain term and then say like oh because it has this label on it it's healthy which i have like a big problem with just like food packaging and Uh, yeah the labels that are on them i think it's incredibly misleading and at like on some at like some point you have to be educated as like a consumer but Mm -hmm. not everyone has like the same access to information and if you see a bag of chips that are just like the regular chips versus like the fat free ones you're gonna be like oh these are like better than better for me because they're fat free it's as simple as even the whole like diet soda complex Mm -hmm. that happened a, a while ago um that it's funny that it's now so drastically taken the turn almost in the other direction that people would drink diet soda because it's quote better for them and now i hear people say oh no i i would never drink diet soda because it's worse than just drinking the real thing yeah which like <laughs> it, I, you know i don't want to get in too much of like all the problems that i have with those types of things but yeah. it's like now you now you really don't know what to believe um because the the labels and what it says on them and what the ingredients you might read on them like um, like make you think, um, you have no idea. And people don't know why certain things are better for you than others. Like you said, the access to education. Food labels is so weird. Because mm-hmm. like you'll look at a bag of chips that is like a personal size and then you'll see, you'll eat the whole thing because you'll be like, all right, great, this is a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. And then on the back, it's like, it's two servings. Yeah. And you didn't multiply out that math, and now you ate just, like, twice as much as you were, quote, like, supposed to. Yeah. Um, Isn't that terrible? It's so sneaky. It's so sneaky. And I think that there are rules. My dad has told me this um, because he worked for Nabisco for a while, so he was, like, cookie industry. Um, And he said that that, that's a goal of companies to um, get the, the highest serving size that's like legally possible for your packaged mm-hmm. goods so that then that calorie number that they have to stick on the front of the bag is as low as possible so that you make people think this is a 100 calorie snack 
but it's a hundred calorie snack for one serving. This bag has two and a half. Yeah. Um. So it's tough because I don't know who to blame for that mm. because on one hand I'm like I hate these companies that sell crappy products that no one should be eating. Yeah. Like I love Oreos and I love chips ahoy but should anyone really be right like eating those things like yes in moderation but those companies their whole goal is to sell as much product as possible so they want people to eat as much of those like desserts and snacks as possible and i kind of hate them for that but then also if the government is coming up with like regulations that allow them to say like this x amount is like a serving size Mm -hmm. like i can understand why they're gonna do whatever they have to do to like make money yeah and and that it's kind of like the government is to blame for not having stricter rules around food packaging and like the labels on it and then it even comes down to for me as well because i'm guilty of this too but like then it's almost like blaming myself as well because i am in a position where i do know better now, I'm also very much, and I want to talk about this too, of our stance of moderation or what kind of diet you personally have, if you want to share that. But mm-hmm. like, it's also, it is also our faults too, because we ultimately make the decision to or to not put something in our mouths. Mm-hmm. Now, there's, that's a loaded statement and economic situations, social situations, societal, culture, like all that plays into effect of what your diet has to be or is. But it's also it's like governmental regulation it's the corporations and being Mm -hmm. greedy but then it's also like well we do have control in some sense as well like if we want to buy those things or not right because then as like a consumer if you have all that information and you stop buying certain things because you don't think that it's healthy for you and you shouldn't be eating it then that means that that company is like not making as much money and if like more consumers decide together and like band together that yeah. they want things to change then um the companies will change and i think that's why there's like so many companies now like beyond me and impossible burger and all those other like fake meat products mm-hmm. because there have been so many consumers that have like expressed an interest in having a meat alternative yeah. well that's what's well that's what's actually interesting to me about the whole situation in general though because then we then again this is a very general and collective we start to think that i need to go in the complete other direction and then only have like meat alternatives and not Mm -hmm. eat meat at all or only choose those products that have vegan stamps on them because even the quote good brands are exploiting those fads and those trends yeah because then they're getting people to switch and buy other products because they're able to have that vegan stamp mm-hmm. on it or that gluten-free stamp, which is a big thing now. Like, I like these because they're gluten-free, thinking that everybody needs to have a gluten-free diet. So yeah. it's hard because then you have other businesses taking advantage of that trend. Some are founded in those good ideologies, but mm-hmm. like, you know, they're capitalizing on the consumer as well. Yeah, I mean, like, Beyond Meat just had an IPO, so yeah, like, <laughs> now their new job is to make as much money as possible. Right. So so are you going to go out with a, a message? And again, there's a lot that there's a lot of reasons why certain people and are, are you 
what is your diet? Are you a vegetarian? Do you eat um, meat? Do you... I eat meat, but like very not very often. Okay. Like I eat it if we have a like company sponsored lunch, mm-hmm. I'll eat it. Or if I'm home with my family, or if I'm like out to dinner, occasionally like I'll order something with meat. Um, but I like don't buy it at home. And then what? Like oh okay yeah you like, won't I don't proactively get it at the grocery store okay. And, and like cook it at home. What about everything else too? Like, are you? Do you typically like to choose organics? Do you not? Or, or like, what cons- What makes up your diet, generally speaking? Um, organic specific. I just like don't know what to do with organic. To mm-hmm. be honest, I like don't understand it enough to know if I should be getting it or not. Like, I know like organic in general is like say there's a piece of produce that hasn't been like sprayed with like a bunch of pesticides so someone had to take more care of like those Mm -hmm. plants because they had to continue to like protect them from like bugs or anything else that could have destroyed the plants but they can't use like pesticides yeah so i sometimes i buy like organic but if it's like a lot more expensive i don't because i don't really understand if it's like really worth it or not sometimes i buy it on accident because i picked the wrong pepper from the wrong like like bin yeah (laughs) it turned out to be oh yeah and then you're like at the cash (laughs) register and you're like oh shoot i've done that with like avocados yeah it's like uh non-organic avocado could be like 99 cents and a regular one will be like 199 or like 249 and for me then i'm like i don't I don't know enough to know if that's worth it, so I'm not going to, like, pay the extra dollar. Um, But my, like, I guess my diet in general Mm -hmm. is I, like, really fluctuate. I'd say a lot of days I'm good and I eat primarily, like, fruits, vegetables, like, rice, um, pasta. But then I have, like, really bad days, especially on the weekends where all I've eaten is some like shitty fast food Mm -hmm. and like a latte yeah yeah (laughs) so a lot of days I'm good but then yeah other days it just doesn't go well and I feel bad about it but I'm also try not to beat myself up about it too much yeah well there's no in my opinion there's no right or wrong way to do it and I think that the most realistic thing to stick to is that sort of like a moderation based diet where you'll have your good days you'll have your good weeks you'll have your bad days you'll have your bad weeks Mm -hmm. but you're conscious of when those good and bad times happen and you sort of can keep them in check and balance them out yeah um i'm curious if you've heard of the dirty dozen which is um the 12 basically items produce items that you should they recommend buy organic. Oh, And then that's there's the clean 15, which is the ones that you, generally speaking, can get away with not buying <gasps> Oh, my organic. God. I see avocados first is on the Avoc- list of clean 15. Yes. So, so the I'm okay. Dirty Dozen constitutes a lot of things. It's like the strawberries is in the spinach and the... Wait, I kind of want to read these off so okay. people know. Yeah. And let me make sure okay. that I'm actually... Inter- I'm almost positive. So I just want to make sure, yeah, the clean 15 is the one that's um, is good to... Um, that right. would make sense because yeah. dirty dozen like they're right. dirty. So Produce with the most organic. pesticides, exactly. Okay, so, so it is all about pesticides, right? Yeah. Well, generally speaking, with organic, and actually, it's funny. I was touring. We have a farm in my town. Um, it's like one of the only like working farms um, in the area, and um, I know the like manager there, and she was telling me um, about the organic 
situation in general. It's actually pretty fascinating. So um, from what I understand, and again, I'm not like an expert or a doctor or any of this stuff, but she was talking to us about like they're not an organic farm. And the biggest reason is because to become an organic farm, you need to have like I'm totally botching the number of years, but I know it's more than one. It's like two years of like soil regeneration without mm. the use of any sort of chemical or pesticides. And on a small farm in New Jersey, that amount of time would put them out of business yeah. because they don't have that amount of time to have no harvest of their crop because they sell what they grow. So if they were to take the steps to actually become organic, they would they would have to close and they would never be able to reopen. So, and it also has to do like, again, certain things should and should not be organic. It's also, um, she was saying to me something too about they choose and the pesticides that they also use, like you can make better decisions on mm -hmm. um, in which like they do. So where they might have to use like certain chemicals, they will, but also based on their farm, she was like, we barely have to use, we don't have a lot of like predators. So yeah. a lot of our stuff is sort of like organic in a way. It's just like we haven't gotten that certification and we don't have the three years or whatever many years it would take to like turn our farm over mm -hmm. so that's why a lot of people like so in any event i just thought that was kind of interesting because it's like it puts things into perspective from like a business standpoint and from a is it really going to benefit you that much to have organic versus not yeah maybe not so um labels anyway why don't you read us this list okay i'm going to read the dirty dozen so these are the things that you should if you can get organic so it uh, looks like a lot of fruits. So strawberries, spinach, kale, nectarines, apples, grapes, peaches, cherries, pears, tomatoes, celery, and potatoes. Potatoes, interesting. Potatoes is surprising. Yeah. Because it's like... Then again, they grow in the ground. Yeah. So they're like constantly exposed. exposed to soil. Exposed. Apples is weird because they're like, they don't... T but yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think I really buy them organic. I've been going to Trader Joe's a lot lately, mm, mm. and I don't know Love how TJ's. much of their food is organic. I think a lot of it is. Yeah. I'm going to look out next time. That's also the thing about, like, these lists, it's, like, always buy organic. Right. And, and I have such a problem with that because we've lived our lives for years, mm -hmm. hundreds, I guess hundreds of years, maybe when like some form of pesticide has been around is that what's killing us mm -hmm. you know and, yeah. and and how and i don't know but like how much detriment is that causing to our overall health to that we need to start making these claims and these statements of like you should only buy these organic otherwise you're doomed because then that's like it creates fear in a consumer's eye of mm -hmm. oh my gosh like i don't do that is it going to be bad for me and blah, blah, blah. So then it's yeah. just like a slippery slope of we always need to be fearful because we're it's we're painting this picture that pesticides are like totally the enemy mm -hmm. and going to be so harmful for us. Well, it's also harmful for the environment in a way as well. So that's also another like factor. A, a factor. But should we be as scared as we are? I don't know. It's hard because you don't know how much contributes to disease. Like your mm. diet contributes to disease. Like there's certain things um, – 
there's like a genetic component and there's an environmental component and then part of it is diet like yes you're more likely to be obese and have type 2 diabetes and like have high blood pressure if you have a bad diet right um but then there's also like high blood pressure runs in my family right and i was talking to you about that like i don't have I have like a good diet. I exercise all the time. I try not to like eat foods with a lot of sodium because of it. And then I like went to the doctor yeah. a few weeks ago. And sometimes there's <laughs> and my high do. blood pressure was like, or my blood pressure was really high, and it made me kind of angry because yeah. I was like, I'm feel like I'm doing all of the quote unquote healthy things, and there's nothing I can yeah. do to like fix this. Um, yeah, like sixty percent is out of your control. Like, yeah, so, like. Is that what it is? I, yeah, I want to look that up. But yeah, yeah. But I don't. It's or like certain types of cancer. Like yeah, I'm sure that diet is part of it. But then there's also like a lot of other factors that they don't even know yet of like what's causing cancer. Yeah. So I think it's still worth it to have a good diet and to exercise for your overall health because I think it increases like your health outcomes and like you're gonna be less likely to get diseases but Mm -hmm. it kind of sucks that that's not the end-all be-all um and that you can't avoid everything bad happening to you you should and can and i'm not gonna be able to find it i think that was specifically regarded to exercise though um Mm. but like yeah you should and can take all those steps that you can proactively do yeah to to better the quality of life that you have but yeah but there are going to be instances that even that can't or won't yeah um you know prevent things from happening and Um, it is crazy to think about like just how a lot of this stuff is pretty new mm -hmm. because both of my grandmothers like they lived long like happy lives and they definitely didn't eat anything organic. Yeah, and yeah. And everything was about just like meat and potatoes, and that was like the majority of their diet. Um, so I do think about that sometimes, and I'm like, wow, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they had like good lives with the diet and diet they had, and they didn't like exercise like people oh. exercise today. Most people didn't. There's that woman who lived to like 114 and she was like, the key to my life was I drank like a bottle of like Coca Dr. Pepper, yeah. a thing of Dr. Pepper every day. <laughs> the Dr. Pepper yeah. woman. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, and you know, so that's what's also so challenging is because you also then see people who have like smoked their whole lives. Mm-hmm. And objectively, we understand that it's not good for you, but you can get away with it yeah. for a long time sometimes without issue or like without a detrimental issue and like a bad diet could be the same exact way but it's right that we are pushed and we should feel like we should try to do everything in our power to have a good diet and care about our health but when it's not as an immediate like instant gratification of like you smoke a cigarette or you eat fast food and then you like something bad happens the next day it's it's kind of hard to balance yeah um, I think alcohol is very interesting too mm. um, and we have like an entire podcast on this but just in regards to health it's funny how I'll have some days where I'll have in my mind like a perfect day of eating which is mm. that I've eaten like a lot of fruits and vegetables and that I haven't eaten anything with like refined sugar so like yeah. no desserts that's like 
a perfect day for me and then I'll go out with friends and have like four drinks (laughs) (laughs) and that's like a different part of my brain I feel I'm just like this doesn't count (laughs) as part of my like (laughs) I had a really healthy day right and so this is not associated with that but we've talked about how um (laughs) a previous guest on this show just Uh, poked her head in uh so we've talked about how um like any amount of alcohol is like too much yeah right right like you shouldn't really be drinking alcohol at all but it's like such a part of social situations that it's hard to avoid um but i think that's like why people want to push the boundaries so much on what has been determined to be like a healthy like a acceptable amount of alcohol like they say like seven drinks for women a week and like 10 drinks for men or oh, something that. like yeah. that um great so i can load up yeah tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! um but because it's just like it's hard to avoid yeah. drinking in like social situations i actually just said something that's kind of interesting and it uh-huh. points to a lot of the behavior that i see in clients and also in myself yeah and people generally like there will be a study that comes out a glass of wine a night it helps with antioxidants and makes yeah. you healthier. So then people like will take that to the extreme. And like it's I feel like I'm coming across like I'm making fun of these people or like I don't have any empathy or like I don't understand where like they're coming from, but it's just like interesting to me cuz people will use that as justification for that behavior mm-hmm. without really even a full understanding of like is can you believe that study or where that came from probably like, not reading the article <laughs> probably not reading the article <laughs> fully you read a headline saying a glass of wine a day is beneficial for health experts say and then not read deeper mm-hmm. like we i've been trying to write this joke for a while like we've been debating for 10 20 years what the fuck our stance is on eggs mm-hmm. like we can't even figure out eggs <laughs> like so what and that's part of the problem, too, I feel like, is because also the science is not necessarily always conclusive. We've yeah. gone back and forth on do we eat the whole egg, just the egg white? Do we eat the yolk only? Do we not? Mm-hmm. It's like, who's the final stamp of, like, this is how we eat an egg? Yeah, do we do what Aileen does and just crack open five eggs a morning and just pour them into her Straight mouth? Straight into the mouth. Eggs. Yep. yep, and you, the shells are for dessert. Well, I feel like it's just evidence that for everyone, like myself included, health and like diet is really difficult mm. and you want to find shortcuts if the you answer. can yeah. yeah yeah you like want to find the answer like oh this okay great like this article is saying that i can like drink a glass of wine and that's like good for me and that's like one of my vices so i'm happy that yeah. something that i like really enjoy isn't that bad for me like you're looking for yeah I yeah. don't know what the word like. It is almost like a like a cop out or like a like yeah. a shortcut or a um, yeah. justification. Yeah, like you're looking for justification for like what you're doing, um, which I think is okay. Like every yeah. once in a while, but you shouldn't build your whole diet around these like justifications. Yeah. Like, yeah, you hear the gluten free thing like really bugs me because I know a few people who have like actual gluten mm-hmm. allergies or have like celiac. Yeah. And they literally can't eat gluten because it like makes their stomach upset. Yeah. So for those people, like, yeah, they need to follow a gluten free diet so they don't get sick. But for others, like if you don't have an allergy to gluten like you should probably be eating, kill eating gluten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I know, and that's with with the fad diets and the paleos and the vegetarian stuff, and the, like there are always going to be reasons why people not and not including the people who have actual like diseases or illnesses mm-hmm. that prevent them from eating certain things. Um, but there's always going to be these things that come up um, that it's just like, do you need to be that extreme? Mm-hmm. Now there are also other motivations for things like not eating meat um, that aren't just because people think it's like bad for them. Um, which then I understand as well, mm-hmm. but I feel like unless you, it's weird, unless you have like a disease that prevents you from eating something or like an allergy, or if you're trying to take some sort of stance that's bigger than the food, mm-hmm. like for some people who don't eat meat because of the, um, environmental, the, the impacts. environmental impacts or the, the animal rights um, sort of um, activism if you don't kind of fall into one of those categories in my mind it's sort of like then why don't then why don't you just eat everything kind of in moderation um but some people still despite not having necessarily one of those stances or diseases or allergies they'll eat a certain way because we're 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 taught that that's how you should eat and Mm -hmm. there really is in my opinion in my studies just like no one way to do it yeah yeah, that's what's worked best for me. I think like people like certain diets like paleo or even just like programs like Weight Watchers. Mm. Like I assume people like that because it's more regimented. Yeah. And you can literally like count up your points of what you can and can't eat. Yeah. And going back to how difficult it is, it's nice to have like a program that you can just go to and be like okay I know I did this right today because I had right. x amount of points and I'm like good instead of trying to like count your calories and like count yeah. how many of them came from like protein and right. like carbs macros. and like fat yeah. and even like with macros I have the my fitness pal app mm-hmm. that I use like I'll use it for a few days yep and then I'll stop for weeks yep. because I get so frustrated with myself if I like have a bad day and I'm like, oh, I ate too much saturated fat today. Like I didn't have enough protein. Um, but even with stuff like that, like I get confused because I know what the right like the right amount of protein to eat for like a woman is, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's right for me. And everyone's different. Yeah. And I don't know if like maybe a higher carb diet is like right for me or like lower fat or whatever it is. Right. Um, everyone is different. So it's hard to just like blindly follow those standards yeah. of you should you, have X, Y, and Z amount each day. Right. Like you put a cup, you put in your height, you put in your weight if you're male yeah. or female and then it spits out a number and you're kind of like, well, why is it that number? Yeah. And right, your body could be totally different. And that, you said the big C word. Mm-hmm. That also is like so big with me and like carbs because mm. another huge thing right now is around the low carb no carb diets mm-hmm. and the keto um diet and like those are also things that we're just like we're so trained to be fearful of mm-hmm. when in reality like complex carbohydrates and also carbs are hard because there's they're pretty nuanced in terms of what's good and bad so people just also don't necessarily know but like a complex carbohydrate is like an integral part of our diet that like we need to be consuming to get energy and to like sustain our health but people won't eat them because they think that every carb is created equal and is bad Mm -hmm. so um 
it's just like yeah and and yeah some functions and because you were a runner too like you might actually feel better and peak your performance better by having more carbs in your diet yeah and the app doesn't know that or yeah. you know so um yeah. yeah carbs really is a dirty word it really funny. is because even so like there's carbs that are good for you like vegetables or even carbs like bread yeah which is what everyone whole grain <laughs> associates with like there are good breads out there yeah. and even just like like it's okay if you eat a piece of white bread yeah like that's okay too it's not ideal but as long as you're trying to avoid it and aren't mm-hmm. eating it every day like it's okay to have a baguette yeah um so yeah it's just kind of like a shame to give have these words have such like negative connotations when they're really important to yeah. your diet that's what i try to focus on of like the i just i just so heavily believe in the moderation mm-hmm. diet and then unless you know that you have a specific um like allergy or it doesn't sit well with you avoid it like it's just the most sustainable way to live yeah and people will stress over making sure they stick to a proper diet at their financial expense at their mental expense they'll get really down if they're not on their diet a hundred percent or they forget to count their calories or whatever it might be um and it's because i think it stems from the fact that we don't know there is no one answer which there never will be but we're fed so much information about what's good and what's not good for us Mm -hmm. that conflicts itself from times it's also like so absolute at times that it's just like we're just out here trying mm-hmm. to live and, yeah. and don't have any guidance. Yeah. Because we think every corporation's evil and trying to trick us. But then at the same time, we gravitate towards the other ones that are saying, no, we're the answer. But there's always middle. Yeah. Hmm. And in terms of that, I feel like where I struggle the most is with the meat and eggs. Um, hmm. Your eggs comment was funny because I was just like, yeah, anytime I rarely buy eggs, but. If I do, it's usually for, like, baking or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm always like, which, like, egg should I buy? <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah. have no idea anymore because uh, there's just so many labels on them, like, cage-free and humane yeah. and organic. A-grade and, and yeah, double like, A-grade. And- <laughs> it's just, like, I am willing to pay a little bit more for the chickens that were, like, out in a field, yeah. like, enjoying their life and then come back to their crates and like lay these <laughs> eggs and like those are the eggs i want but i don't actually know yeah like i usually buy um vital farms because i heard i've heard their ads on like podcasts mm. and they usually like explain it well and it makes me believe that that like <laughs> yeah. image that i have in my head of like what i want a chicken to be like those are <laughs> those are the eggs I want. So if I do buy them, I get those. But they're like so much more expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like yeah. four ninety nine for six eggs, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Versus other places like have them something. for like yeah, or like yeah. you could probably get them for like one ninety nine yeah. for six eggs. And I feel better about myself both because I feel like I'm supporting a good business and. I'm supporting my health in some way by getting these and the chickens. like healthier eggs and these like cute little chickens. Yeah, they're just running around. Yeah, they're just running around. Um, but I like really struggle with it. Yeah. Like I'm just standing there. Like which ones do yeah, I get? One do I buy? You impress me because you're kind of dropping all these like prices that you know certain things should cost. Uh-huh. I always tell my mom this. I'm like, I have no idea <laughs> what a gallon of milk costs. And I feel like that's a lot of 
are people like growing up in our age group i feel like because yeah. the way shopping is grocery shopping is done has changed as well with like delivery and everything too and all these like meal prep um hello freshes of the world but it's like i have no idea you could say yeah. how much was it but a dozen eggs cost and i'd i don't know yeah like four dollars ish yeah um, i think i'm aware of it but when it comes to groceries i really do try and just pick the things that I think are best like yeah. now that I have that dirty dozen list I'm yeah. be more conscious about getting organic items on that list because if my grocery bill is five to ten dollars higher because I got items that are you cared like, about and and felt yeah that I feel like are gonna do better things for my health like mm-hmm. I don't or the environment yeah. yeah or the environment like I don't mind paying a little bit more yeah. for those things like I don't need to get the cheapest thing every time yeah yeah no that's fair it's funny my uh, grandpa it's the last little story i guess i'll tell we were just talking about this too my grandpa um they had a little bit like a farm they raised chickens in their backyard when he was growing up and um they were at dinner once i'm speaking to it like i was there but they were at dinner um and his mom made you know the meal and my grandpa helped take care of the chickens and he i guess befriended them at some points um so they're having dinner and he asks his mom my great-grandmother like oh what what are we eating and she goes it's chicken and then he realized that his chicken that he like had befriended was no longer with them yeah and he never ate chicken again and like growing up he never had chicken and he's like italian too like chicken parm none of that he didn't like it because it all went back to like his poor little chicken um but it's nice like those types of things though like because I don't raise them, but, like, you would want a chicken that's, like, happy and, like, loved and walking around. I Um, think I say this without having any knowledge of raising chickens, but I think that I want a few chickens one day, hopefully. Okay. I think that would be – that seems, like, the healthiest (laughs) to me, (laughs) to have chickens that, like, just lay the eggs so you know exactly where they came from. Yeah. And, God, like, I would feel so bad, like, killing a chicken, but – yeah. I mean, that's like how it works. That's how it works. That's also, I was talking about that very recently of the vegetarian diets. And I'm we're, we're like wrapping up here too. I'm not about to get into this debate. But like certain people will say, I don't eat meat and it's wrong. Um, and that's fine. But at the same time, it's like, but then what are we to do? Because every other meat eating animal does it as well mm-hmm. and will kill another animal to consume it. There are right and wrong practices in which we can kind of do that and sustain the environment and be ethical. Yeah. Um, but that's also something, too. It's like I would love – like I don't want to not eat meat. I really enjoy meat, eating meat, and I don't have that sort of stance. But, like, yeah, mm. I would like it to be, like, more yeah, more natural to, to the, the the circle of life process as it right. could be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we could go on for a while yeah. about this. But I'm not as – that's not my, like, top – reason like not i don't eat meat that much and my top reason is probably the like environmental impacts yeah um followed by like just the practices that are happening right now to animals are horrific and i don't support that um but yeah the actual act of like killing an animal to eat it i'm not against right right it's just it's just balloon so far <laughs> yeah. away from like yeah. humanely raising and killing an animal to these corporations yeah. that are yeah. doing terrible terrible things 
Um, well, I can't wait to come visit your chicken farm. Yeah. Just give you a couple years. There's crazy cat ladies, and then there's crazy chicken ladies. Yeah. And you'll just have a bunch running around. Yeah. I would love to have a lot of produce that I grow. That, a garden? Yeah. Ugh. It sounds really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like it would be a cool thing to try. All right. I'll keep the garden. Okay. And then you'll keep the chickens. All right. And we'll that be neighbors, and we'll just, we'll join our backyard. Yep. And it'll be just one giant farm. Okay. Love it. And it, Ben and Aileen Farms. Yeah. I love it. And then we'll sell our eggs <laughs> and we'll put a new label on it. Yeah. We'll make something Perfect. up. Perfect. Okay. All right. Cool. This was fun. This was fun. That was episode 19. 19. See you for episode 20 for our one year anniversary. One year. Yeah. Oh, love it. Woo. Bye. Okay. Bye.